0: Welcome to the Oklahoma Outdoor Adventures Podcast, brought to you by Yellow Hat Outdoors. All right, everybody, welcome to episode 39. 39? We we got, yeah, we made it to 39, almost a dirty 40, you know? We got Hudson on the line and also our resident elk hunter, Gibson. How are you
1: guys doing? I'm great. I'm happy to be back, feeling refreshed. Yeah. That's about it. Came back. Did you come back a little sore? I came back pretty tired. Yeah. No, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. We had a good time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good too.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I'm glad, Hudson. Thank you for filling me in there. I was
1: worried about it. You know, Hudson's jaw came back sore from talking so much crap.
2: (laughs) You know... I know me and Gibson just spent about a week together in the mountains, but I hadn't asked him yet. Gibson, how's Texas doing for you? Now that you moved so far south?
1: <laughs> it's good. We're getting some rain down here right now. Actually, the horses are running around in the field across from me. Pretty good. Kind of, they're frolicking around. Oh yeah, we pet them last night. A little, a little filly out there. That's its name. Philly, all oh, fine. Well, I I told Anna we're gonna name him Philip, even though he's not our horse. But nice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Philip. There
0: it is. We had a uh, chicken in third grade, and it was named Philip. We hatched it in class. Pretty cool. Hudson, were you in that class with me?
2: Um, what grade did you say again? Third. Third. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. remember that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a year thing. It was.
2: It- it was a Troyer thing,
1: yeah. One of those kids. Yeah,
0: sorry. Hey, that here's our. The principal gave us preferential treatment on teachers.
2: And here's a here's our little shout out to Troyer because she always made us promise if we got on TV we'd say her name. But we have a podcast, so we'll go ahead and say shout out to Mrs. Troyer. The go one of the one of the best elementary teachers we got.
0: Yeah, I'm not really one of those like elementary teacher I remember well, I remember their names, but like she was the goat. Undisputed. In my mind, I don't she know. She was.
1: Uh, she was every third grader's MB. <laughs> 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 she, she was. <laughs> you, never mind. I'm not going
0: there. Um so you guys just got back from Colorado, huh? Yes sir. Were you up there to get high in altitude or high on other substances? Don't I answer that. that.
1: <laughs> 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 can, um,
0: um, so you guys went up there, got a little elk hunting action in, huh? And probably yeah. just some enjoying the scenery,
2: that kind of thing. Fishing well, maybe. Before before we delve into this uh, little elk excursion, I just want to say and I apologize to all of our listeners. What a poor performance from Hudson over the past two weeks fly fishing. Yeah. I mean, two Give two me- weeks, two states, two different bodies of water. Uh, no, multiple, more than that. We got one fish. We got one fish out of the water in that point in time. And we got to be better than that. And I'm, I'm ashamed, not proud of it. Uh, you know, it's...
1: Yeah, that. Is and I think it. we can confidently say, at this point, it's not the equipment's fault. You know,
2: hundred percent,
1: one hundred percent. Wow, wow. No uh, well, Hudson. Uh, whenever we were in Colorado, he probably had. How many did you have on?
2: I'd, I'd say at least twenty.
0: Yeah, it's just keeping the, t- keeping that line tight and getting them in. Yeah,
2: at least twenty brookies. were. It, it, at the end, it became obvious that I was just getting played with, and none, like, all of them were just having fun. They knew they weren't going to get caught, but I think it was a game to them.
1: And, they looked um, like they were smart fish, though.
2: Dang, that's what I. They say that the you almost have to sneak up on brook trout. Is that true, Glenn? Have you heard that?
0: Uh, I I think. It, <laughs> I've heard people that say you have to like wear camouflage to trout fish. I've never been one of those guys. I think you have to worry about if you're stomping around and maybe if your shadow gets on them and stuff. But it probably just depends on like what type of lake they're in and how much pressure and all that kind of thing. But I think that can be a thing where you have to
2: be a little more careful about spooking them and stuff. Sure. But – Well, anyways, enough of that. Uh, That's all the fly fishing talk we're going to do this time. Main reason we went out there is because Gibson drew a very nice elk tag, and we are trying to fill it.
1: Not fill up, Um, fill it. Yes. Before we get going and all this, we do need to give a shout out to Ted, who we stay with, and Sandy. Uh, Sandy wasn't there this year. She was visiting family. But they allow Hudson, Tim, and I to just go down and, dude, it is like – it's incredible, the generosity of these people. They just – Ted made us probably like four large tinfoil trays of like Cajun smoked – just smoked meats. We had pulled pork, chicken thighs, um, it noodles. Was, it, was, it was
2: probably over 20 pounds of food.
1: Yeah good train. yeah no no charge yeah. he he expects nothing and he's like hey he's come down cook. yeah stay a week with us and i'm going to take you to so he's a volunteer in the park that's right next to this national um forest uh-huh and and so he literally like knows the lay of the land like the back of his hand anyways uh-huh and it's and it's everybody just, yeah yeah like anybody we run into they're like oh yeah whatever you guys want to do just go ahead and do it you know <laughs> break all the rules <laughs> do whatever you want <laughs> yeah you know
0: Ted you're good
1: yeah no but like that's really that, literally it <laughs> yeah that's how that's how it is and he, I mean it's just incredible the relationship that he, him and Hudson have made and now um, me and Ted have made I mean he's just awesome and then Tim on top of that like this year Hudson and Tim really I mean they went out there for me, you know, like Tim Hudson and me get to have fun. And Tim just goes and it's like our chauffeur the whole time. And I was the only one with the tag and they were like, let's go, you know, let, let's try to do it. And so just starting out, huge. Thank you to Tim. Huge. Thank you to Ted. I mean, just couldn't, couldn't have done it without him. So did you draw a tag or just over the counter one? Um, yeah, So I, I drew a tag, um, I put in last year and, um, had a unit as my first unit, uh, and didn't get my first unit. So gave back both because I, typically you do like your a unit and then a backup, you know? Okay. Yeah. That and, makes sense. And so I had two points and I drew for my preferred unit this year. And so that was the one that we went to. And uh, we tried to we tried to shoot an elk, and so yeah, I got off work, drove to Hudson's house, and we embarked on a 11 hour drive um to Colorado. Do you guys take the
0: beautiful road I ten <laughs> across Kansas? I seventy. I good yeah. grief, that
1: was a that was bad right there <laughs> wow i, I oh, think i think weird. i ten i think i ten goes through like texas i, I think there is yeah. one no yeah it's like I'd, on the border
2: yeah. i'd like to take this Gosh. moment usually i rip on kansas a lot but i and i've driven to colorado many a times um but never really noticed until this time colorado roads suck They're worst horrible. roads I've never. Yeah. You think they're worse than Oklahoma roads? Oh yeah. Oh 100%. yeah. One hundred percent. Whoa. I that I, we're gonna get some I was getting I was getting tossed around from <laughs> as soon as as soon as we left and Hayes and crossed the border, it was like I mean, I couldn't I was scared to drink something. <laughs> you were just getting bullied around? Yes. Yeah, I was just getting <laughs> I mean it was it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing <laughs> for the state.
1: Wow! It was. It, it, it's. It was bad this year for some reason. I don't. I don't know if they just
2: all their money going for roadwork, something stupid like conservation or something.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I'm. I've never. I've never noticed that, but maybe it's just because I drive. You know, not a Ford.
2: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, next time you go to pick up your weed in Colorado, you can. Uh, let us know how it goes
0: Hudson, you know I go to high society at 50th and MacArthur
1: There are so many wheat shops around <laughs> Oklahoma City be there no none of them to... are no reason
2: going. <laughs> yeah. None of them are going away They're just staying <laughs> Yeah, all freaking cartel fronts
1: <laughs> uh, Anyways <yeah>. um, <laughs> Back So, to so the... we drove up And we got there Oh, probably at like 1130 or so. And, um, at least like went to bed at 1130 or 12 and after we got everything unloaded. And so went to bed, woke up three hours later, me and Ted did. And it turns out that a guy from California, a police officer from California was joining us for the hunt. Um, just, he was a guy that Ted knew. And so me, him and Ted went out that morning and hiked around. I'm pretty sure we hiked the whole state of Colorado that morning. Uh, <laughs> just absolutely hung. covering
0: ground and stuff. Looking, listening.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And like, there was just like, we saw a sign, but didn't hear anything. There was, there's was not a lot going on in the morning times. um, and so Ted went back and then me and Zach, our buddy from California, he, me and him stayed out and hiked the rest of the day. And so I think our total on the first day was 15 miles. Good. So gosh. I was, yeah. in 15 three miles hours of sleep? In the mountains on three hours of sleep. Not sleeping the, the night before because I was at work. Like I was just, I was toast. But... Did you have um, did you have a heavy pack
0: on or was it Were you able no. to kind of? You're be pretty, pretty light.
1: light. Yeah, no, that was kind of my saving grace. Like I had I had a very minimal pack. Like it probably weighed seven pounds.
0: Yeah, just like water, snacks, and like a jacket or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, nice. very, very, very little. Um, and so, I mean, do you do you want me to get into like the whole the whole story of everything right now, or or how you yeah. end up?
0: Yeah, I would say so. Well. Yeah, well, hang on. I guess first, just because I'm curious, what was kind of like your plan and like the gear that you brought and then kind of give us the rundown of the hunt and everything?
1: Yeah, so I had no clue about anything as in typical Gibson fashion. Um, you know, I had, I, I shoot my bow a lot and I've been shooting my bow and I just got new broadheads and they weren't shooting well. So I went and got my arrow refletched, and it was shooting really well after that because the broadhead and my small fletchings weren't flying well. So I went and got um, just larger veins on my arrow. And um, for clothes, I mean, I was just wearing my uh, – I have a pair of key pants and um, Danner boots, and uh, just I was wearing just a camo shirt with my jacket. So nothing crazy. The temperatures were like anywhere from 75 degrees in the afternoons, 75, 80 in the hot days, all the way down to like 40 degrees in the morning. So nothing like whenever you're hiking, you didn't need to ha- even have a jacket on. So. Yeah,
0: that's nice.
1: Yeah. So- and then I was just had my little backpack um, that I use for deer hunting and my bow. And that was about it.
0: Cool. So your plan was if you shoot something, then you'll call in Ted and Tim and everybody can help pack it out.
1: Yeah, we're going to use Hudson's track chair (laughs) and yeah, just load, load Hud up too. Um, but Tim has a big, um, like elk hunting backpack, a big game backpack. And so he was going to give me his, we're just going to kind of switch, you know, and I was going to try to take the brunt of the weight on the way out, but sweet um yeah so i, I was uh, you know my gear is was fine I, I was happy with all my gear um tim let me borrow some toe socks which saved my life after that 15 mile day um and yeah, <laughs> those the, poor but, socks oh my gosh my yeah, dad had were, to take them back yeah they 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 had crust on them <laughs> And that's probably—crust is probably a generous—they word. were were concrete. Um, Mm. But so we didn't see anything that whole first morning. And our plan was just kind of to go to the high spots, stay out of the wind, don't push any elk until we heard something. And they just weren't being vocal. And so that night, um, me, Tim, and Zach went out while Hudson was fly fishing with Ted and Zach's dad, who's Ted's neighbor and um we go out and we hike up to kind of like a tall one of the a taller ridge that had like a knob by it um that tim had seen elk kind of near that area before it looked really elky and tim's just kind of sitting there calling and i'm on my knees i was actually falling asleep on my knees um and then i think you did Yeah, I I think I did fall asleep on my knees. Like I – it was – I was exhausted. Um, But, oh, to preface all this, while we were hiking out, I was going through the woods following Tim, and a pine branch hit me in my right eye. Oh. And I would be comfortable with saying blinded me for the time being. Um. And, you know, I was like rubbing it. I was like, oh my gosh, it's not going away. But it didn't really hurt at the moment. It was just kind of like just watering and watering and watering. And after a couple hours of us sitting up there, like I couldn't tell the difference between um, Tim and a tree. So I was like, I was also nervous about shooting my bow, um, partially blind. But yeah, so exhausted on mile fourteen of the day, you know, going through just mountains, going up to, I think me and Zach hiked up to like ninety eight hundred feet. Um so we were up there and um falling asleep and it's been hours of, you know, us kinda hiking around, Tim was calling. And right at about I think it was like seven o'clock, maybe six forty five, um, as it's starting to get kinda dark in the woods and stuff. And we just hear a couple cow calls and then a bugle. And so, like, it felt like somebody shot Epi into my jugular. Like, you were just immediately was, juiced. Oh, my heart was pounding out of my chest. I had one eye closed, running through the woods like Rambo, <laughs> bow in hand, <laughs> just ready to rock. Um, yeah, and so Tim, you know, we heard the bugle. Tim looks at me, and he just points, and he says, go. And so I'm moving through the woods as stealthy as I can, and they're calling back. They're talking, um, but they're not really moving towards us at all. And that was kind of the theme for the whole trip was um, the bulls would kind of be like, hey, I'm over here to the to the ca- their cows, you know? Like mm-hmm. if Tim would let out a cow call, they, they would kind of bugle back and be like, Hey, we're over here, you know, come catch up to us if you can, but I'm not leaving my cows. Um, so it was kind of the same scenario. Uh, but I got within about 30 yards of the six cows. I never laid eyes on that bull. Um, but the cows were just kind of over a tiny little ridge with some grass in a meadow and I was behind a tree. And Tim was calling and they were moving around and I was just like, you know, my heart was beating. I can't see, but I'm shooting yeah. the first thing that walks over that ridge.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you see any sort of horn antler looking thing above their head, you're blasting it.
1: Yeah, and and not even that, like, so I had a, I had a cow tag too. And oh, so sweet. I was, yeah, and, and so I was, uh. I I was prepared to shoot a cow just, just to get elk in the freezer. Yeah. Like, you know, that was, I I didn't know, I didn't know what would ensue the rest of the night and the rest of the trip. So I was like, I'm going to take my chance. You know, I, I, we'd been out in the woods for what, 18 hours or something already. And so like, I was like, we haven't seen anything all day. If this is my only chance, I'm taking it. Yeah. And, um, the wind switched the wind, you know, from in my face to at my back for probably just five seconds, um, and I got my wind checker out and checked it. I saw it; it went forward, and then I checked it again, and it was blown right back in my face again. It was just that five seconds that they needed to smell me, and they were gone.
0: Dang!
1: Um, and just so, just took off I, running. Yeah, and so so that was kind of like that. That was a good motivator for me too just to be like, okay, this can be done, you know, after a hard day. And, um, so we, we kind of follow them, um, follow where we think they went. We ran into another group of three cows, um, pushed them and we're sitting up on this ridge and like all hell breaks loose. Like there, there are just bugles all over and we hear one bugle and it's, it sounds like a dinosaur. And I'm not (laughs) kidding when I say that, like it was the, the deepest, grossest elk bugle I've ever heard in my life. And so we run down and we're ripping down this slope. Wind is perfect. And I come up to a meadow that's about 25 yards, um, across at the end and the wind's perfect, but it's getting really dark. Um, and Tim is behind me another 20 yards calling and raking this tree. And I'm kind of sitting on the edge of this meadow, like just inexperienced, you know, first time elk hunting, um, made a lot of mistakes. Um, hopefully learned from those mistakes, but, uh, probably would have had a dead elk if I would have been a little bit more experienced. Um, but anyway, sitting on the edge of this meadow and this giant bull walks to the other side in the woods and looks across and just lets out the grossest bugle you've ever heard in your life. And I was 30 yards away from him. Just
0: right in your face.
1: (sighs) Yeah. I mean, just gave me chill bumps. Um, And so the bad thing was he was, it was just so dark. Mm -hmm. I needed him to walk out into the meadow because I could just see outlines of him. And I didn't feel comfortable taking that shot. Um, hindsight's twenty twenty. Probably should have. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I
0: mean, but I'm I'm always behind someone that doesn't take a stupid shot. But
1: yeah, and, and you know, I'm not sure if it was stupid, but it you was were just blind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I was I was I was partially blind. <laughs> it was dark, and um, you know, I I, I I'm comfortable again, not, not taking the shot. It was the call that I made at the time and I'm going to stand by it. I'm, I'm always on the side of looking out for the animals too. Um, you know, let them, they'll, they'll be there another day for somebody else. So, um, we, we packed up that night and, uh, went back to Hudson and they drove us – I think I fell asleep in the van like after three seconds of sitting <laughs> he was, down.
2: He was snoring before we even like hit the first <laughs> bump in the road. <laughs> like he literally sat down in there and then was just
1: <sighs> – Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. It, and
1: so I was pretty – I was pretty sleepy. Um, but that kind of set the tone for the rest of the trip um, and it was pretty awesome. Uh, we didn't go out in the mornings after that because – I think that the moon cycle they were staying up all night long and then sleeping in the day. Hmm. And so that's why we weren't hearing them in the morning. They weren't moving in the mornings at all. And so we decided, you know, and especially with me and my eye, I was just like, man, I'm just going to kind of take it easy in the mornings. Me and HUD went to go do some fun things that we like to do um, in the morning times. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And (laughs) Ted, Ted and Tim made us breakfast and we got to hang out and then you know about two o'clock we'd head out there and hit it hard for the rest of the night and that second night same deal you know kind of hanging out until six forty-five about and then we'd hear one one bugle or two bugles and then it would just you know turn into elk mania Gosh. um yeah and so this night the second night we were there
0: thinking about that
1: (laughs) dude it was it i'm addicted for life it it was one of the coolest things i've ever experienced and the only thing i'm a little disappointed that i didn't make some better decisions um with like where i was sitting at and um you know where the elk would come from stuff like that but it was just an experience you know like yeah like I but that that's really the only regret I have is is not being better but the only way you get better is doing it so I can't be too mad at myself um that second night we were chasing bugles um had a pretty good one that we were following came up to the finger of like this big field which is which is crazy about this place cuz th- that's kind of like in this park you have mountain bikers and walkers and and people that are just going and hiking around and on they were literally on the main trail like probably i don't know 30 elk maybe in this Gosh. giant field where where people just bike and walk walk right by um and so we come up to this big field and this elk is sitting in the middle of the field bugling and it was a mature you know, large elk and I was about I ended up I think I was about eighty yards away from him and he just wouldn't he just wouldn't make make the trek over for some reason. uh uh-huh. Um I I was pretty pretty hidden on that one. I felt good about my spot, felt confident that he couldn't see me. Yeah. They just weren't committing. And so Dang. he just stayed out in the middle of the field and kinda walked away. And um we went and chased, chased bugles the rest of the night, you know, they they just wouldn't, they're just kind of following their cows. And we ended up running down the edge of one field. And when I say running, like, you know, we have 15 minutes (laughs) of daylight left and we're hearing bugles and we're just taking off, but they're moving too. Yeah. You know, they're moving away from us and we're trying to catch them. And so just, just a ton of fun, um, a ton of learning opportunities for me. Tim is awesome and it treats me like, you know, his own son. He, he, he does everything for me and teaches me all he can. And so just an awesome opportunity for me that not a lot of people get pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Dang. That's awesome. So yeah, night two, you get to see this giant bull just right in the middle of the park. There's just, did you see any other people at that time or was, were they like kind of done hiking for the day and stuff?
1: Oh no. Like, Hudson could probably tell you better. Cause he was, uh, I guess Hud, we you weren't on the trail that night. Were were you?
2: No, I was, I was just chilling up on the, that after that first hill that we walked up, um, yeah. um I was just staying over there watching the cut.
1: Yeah. And, and so like there, there are people biking a lot. There are like a lot of mountain bikers there all the time. <laughs> and, and so, so that's, what's crazy. and And that kind of leads to the third night, same deal. Um, Hudson, actually, it was me, Hudson, Ted, Tim, and Zach, and so pretty big group, Yeah. and Hudson, Hudson's in his track chair, uh, we're just, we're literally talking, like, in a normal, normal tone, you mm-hmm. know, go, walking down this giant path that's in this national forest, mm-hmm. and I think Hudson said, did you guys hear that? And all of us got quiet, and it was a cow call, and... So we all stop and same deal. Tim's like, That's a cow call and he just points me and Zach to go down and he's calling back and so I go pretty far downwind, um, about thirty yards from Tim and Zach kinda stays with mm-hmm. Tim. And this young cow comes right up right up to us and um the guy we were with, Zach, he shoots the cow and um right right I, there 20 yards off the road I do want to say
2: that I mean my my dad did the cow call after we heard it call and it was like immediate like that cow immediately called back and I was like oh shoot and then so I stayed on the road and I just I got I just sat in some shade like hit as best I could if it got close and I didn't even see it uh it was pretty close too I, I couldn't even really you guys disappeared pretty quickly
1: yeah but I mean Probably probably thirty yards from Hudson is where we were at. Gotcha. And then the cow. I think that the cow came within twenty five yards of Zach and Tim. Dang. So so, you know Hudson was fifty yards from this this cow, this elk that, that came up and it was like we heard it and then within two minutes the the cow had been shot. So that's um, awesome. Was he amped? and then, Oh, uh, it was his first oak too. Uh-huh. And, um, uh, so he, he didn't make as good a shot as he wanted to gotcha. and we didn't have a good blood trail. So he was pretty bummed about that. And, um, he was, you know, spent the rest of the night looking. Um, and he had the, the fortunate thing for Zach was he, he's there for two weeks, right? His, his parents live there. He came down from California. Yeah. And, and so, so he had a while to hunt there and that was my last night you know the third third day was our last night so uh-huh um Tim and I we, we looked for about two hours following the blood trail and stuff um and there just wasn't a lot of blood um and we took off later I think I think we ended up walking about probably six thirty. if I, I can't really remember but that sounds about right um, And so we were a little behind the eight ball on the third night, trying to figure out kind of where we wanted to go and dealing with the wind and stuff. Cause a lot of th- some really cool stuff that Tim taught me was about like the thermals in the mountains and how the wind changes um, as the temperature changes and the sun dictates like the wind movement in the mountains. And that was pretty cool. Um, But you just got to deal with that and knowing, knowing that the elk, you know, can smell you from, hundreds of yards away so we uh went up and chased elk the rest of the night had some good bugles and we're sitting kind of across a field and for the first time on the trip had a big bull moving towards us coming down
0: how um, does that feel like you're just grinding and grinding and then like you're like oh shoot this one's coming towards me
1: yeah and it (laughs) it's a, it's an awesome feeling. You get nervous. And I mean, just, just like everything in life that you work hard for and you can see it coming to fruition. Like it it feels good. And we're, we're kind of sitting, it feels really good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it it feels good until it, until something bad happens. (laughs) And so we're sitting on the edge of this field and this is the big field right next to the trail, and and like this is where the elk were at for whatever reason, and um, we're just we're listening to this elk bugle, and Tim and I are trying to make the decision whether we're going to try and cross the field, um, to get to where this elk was coming down from because he was he was above us coming down the mountain, and um, Tim said he he looked over at me and he was like, Gib, I just saw movement over to, to our left, which, um, I'm, I'm looking over there and I'm like, I can't see anything. I can't see anything. He's like, I, I promise you I saw something. And then sure enough, a mountain biker comes across that trail <laughs> right where that elk's coming down. Oh, no. And, and so elk stopped, um, stopped bugling for us. And the mountain biker, I think he stopped. I think he, I, I think that he either saw or heard the elk coming down. And, and stopped on the trail right there and was like, Hey, I wonder if I'm going to see it yeah. elk, and get a cool picture of an elk. You know? Yeah. know,
2: think he had a, he actually had a recurve on his back. I think he was mobile hunting.
1: <laughs> well, good for him if he did, <laughs> that's pretty cool. But, um, no, that was kind of a punch in the gut, uh, especially cause it was getting dark and, um, but we, me and Tim, we went, you know, we chased elk the rest of the night and, and had some good bugles. We actually heard that big one again that night and he just was with his cows and and wouldn't come on. He, He was yelling to us a little bit. Um, and we, we chased him all the way down that big field to kind of like where there's some prairies up at a higher elevation and we just ran out of daylight again. And so, you know, kind of a, kind of a sad ending to that that night but i was just so happy to be there and so beautiful and um then got back to hud and i'll let hud tell his part of that night because that that's pretty awesome too super cool.
2: so i i me and ted were just sitting on the edge of uh the first meadow that you can come to because uh the the day before we had had some problems with my track chair uh battery was overheating a little bit but that last night was cooler um So it did pretty well, um, but it was it it was a little track to get back in there. And honestly, or and also the battery would like say like I would lose a charge and then like 10 minutes later, it would like be back up to full. So didn't really trust it. Yeah. Uh, Like, what I think I just I don't want to get stranded back here. We still have the original batteries in that thing. So they're seven years old um or close to. So it we're saying my dad was saying it might be time to see if we should grab some uh newer set of batteries. But anyways, uh so we're just sitting there and we're starting to hear I I could hear Gibson and my dad, you know, letting out some bugles, trying to locate some elk. Nothing's happened and nothing's happened. But I remember the past couple nights, everything's happened getting close to dark so I'm still holding on to hope uh and eventually I was just kind of like dude I don't think we're gonna see any or hear anything and then I hear my dad bugle and then I hear an answer and then that starts going off and then like two or three more bulls around us are starting to sound off and then I could hear I could I could literally hear you guys making the decision on whether you should cross the field or not, not your voices, but like there was no calls for like, I don't know. I don't know however long it was at probably 10 minutes. And then the next time I heard my dad bugle, they were on the other side of the patch on the, of the meadow. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, they're they're, they made And I could decision. hear, yeah. And I could hear the bull that they were calling at. And like every time, like the bugles would get a little bit closer together. Uh, like just like hearing, like I could hear that they were getting closer to each other. And I was like, Oh man, like I, I thought I was, a, I thought that they were going to get a shot at least, um, or something. And so I was getting excited and we kept hearing one bull bugling up above us and it really didn't sound that close. It sounded decently close, but you know, it would have been a, a pretty good trek all the way up the mountain on that side, probably to where they were hanging out. Well, we're sitting there and I was, I was really just focused on Gibson and my dad. And then the, the Buell, the, wow, the bull that was bugling above us was, uh, stopped for a second. And, but I, like I said, I didn't really notice. I was trying to get some videos of the, uh, bull that Gibson and my dad were chasing and, and bugling at. I was trying to get some like audio recordings of that. And All of a sudden, like I'm sitting there, my back, I'm facing the prairie or the meadow. And behind me is like up the mountain. And Ted's just laying down beside me, you know, just chilling. And he's like, (laughs) do not move. And I was like, he said, there's cows coming down the mountain right now. And so I was like, oh, crap. And so I I'm like, I can't turn around. I can't turn my chair on and turn around. Because out made, in the opens I'm I'm tucked into uh, by some trees kind of uh-huh. I'm off the trail tucked in a little bit um but it's not I'm not that hidden I'll say that. I'll yeah. say that. it's but if I stay if I stay still enough like they they won't should be able see yeah yeah um so I'm I'm like like I said I'm not moving. I'm trying. I'm holding my phone up, recording with the front camera over my shoulder to see if I can like spot him, and did not did, could not spot him. But <laughs> doing the trick. Uh, no, was not doing it. Uh, if it did, I would have posted the video. But we we did not worth it. Was Swinging like three a mess. minutes of three minutes of wasted footage. Um, and so Ted's like, yeah, the you know he's telling me there's there's three cows, four cows. think there's about six cows and he goes oh the bulls with them and i was like oh shoot (laughs) these elk come within 25 ted we marked ted marched it out 25 yards of us sitting just right off this trail (laughs) uh, looking into the meadow 25 yards and and but they come up and they i think they see us and so they instead of coming they were coming directly at us and then they kind of skirt off to in the direction that we came in from, they went that way and then crossed over the trail. And, uh, so whenever they did that, I turned my track chair a bit so I could see them whenever they crossed. Uh And, uh, it was, it was a pretty good bull. Um, it was, it was, it was a shooter. Um, it was, it was, it was a good bull that just wandered down for no reason at all. But the weird thing was, and my theory is that it's because big daddy was back in the direction that Gibson and my dad were running around, Mm -hmm. which they heard, um, when that bull was by us, I mean, it was still within 50 yards. Ted let out a bugle trying to get him to like, you know, say something back or at least stop for a second he, he kept on going. I mean, he didn't even hesitate, did not even hesitate. Like he was, he had a place he was going to, did not care, uh, what else was happening. So that was interesting, but it was super cool that I got that experience. I really, to be completely honest, did not think that I was going to, uh, get that. Did it give you the shakes? Uh, yeah, yeah, in the video that I took, like I had to like I was shaking a little bit, and then I was like, 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 like calm down, I'm not yep. even shooting,
1: <laughs> so I pretty much should have just stayed with Hudson because he had more elk encounters <laughs> than I did <laughs> uh,
2: you guys you you guys had I think greater you guys had greater potential back there because in that direction was big daddy
1: oh yeah no no, i mean i'm just joking like we we had so many opportunities and if i was half of an elk hunter then we would have shot an elk you know like it was just it, it was it was no one's fault but mine that we didn't that we didn't shoot an elk um but yeah just just awesome awesome place awesome opportunities it was pretty cool well
2: and and I'll say, I'll say this when the bit, which we never, we, we may, Gibson may have laid eyes on him. Do you think he laid eyes on the, on the grandpa of that Valley or?
1: Yeah, no, I definitely do.
2: When he, um, that first night, you, yeah, when he bugled, Gibson said like a dinosaur, I mean, it was like you would hear these other elk bugling. And then he would rip one off and you'd be like, you'd instantly know, like, that's different. Good grief. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and he, I think he was literally just letting everybody know, like, don't even try. Like,
1: (laughs) yeah. Papa's
2: in town. Papa's in town. This is his Valley.
1: (laughs) But but it is interesting because like, he wasn't even being very aggressive either. Um, like whenever we were even, you know, 30, 60 yards from him and Tim was kind of challenging him. He, he raked a tree and then he did kind of like a, a challenging call and I could, I, that's whenever he bugled and then he would, you know, he, he was blowing, but he, he still, he was like, I'm I'm not going to step out into that field until I see another elk, you know? And so that, you know, they only get big for one reason and that's they're old and smart. So he, he knew yeah. what he was doing and, and he wasn't going to risk his life for, to come and and fight another elk. So that's part of it. It was pretty funny. Um, That second night we went back to that first meadow that we had that encounter. And um, Tim and I and Zach are sitting on the edge of this meadow and there's a wallow right in front of us and Tim's calling and I'm kind of sitting away from him arrow ready. And uh, I, I'm not joking. Thought I was going to poop in my pants. And so that's the most I'm classic like, Gibson state. Uh, for those of you that don't know me, like I fart and I'm like, okay, nothing's coming within a hundred yards of us anyways. <laughs> Cause, Cause I just let off a hazardous gas bomb. And so I go over to Tim and I'm like, Tim, I know this is terrible timing, but I'm about to spray mud, and I'm like, "Do you have any napkins?" <laughs> He's like, "Nope."
2: <laughs> oh. Is this
0: why and those so socks I'm, were concrete?
1: Yes. <laughs> no. I, so I'm I'm searching, and I found one napkin in my in my Sitka jacket from last deer season. <laughs> <laughs> and so I take off freaking up the ridge we were kind of on and find a tree, dig a hole, you know, do the whole thing. And I, I, I come back down feeling like a million bucks. And I, I bend over. All my stuff's by Tim. I bend over to put my release on and stuff. And I, I look at the ground, and I'm kind of squatted down. And he says, don't move. <laughs> and I'm like, what? What? I'm thinking there, there's going to be a giant bull behind me, you know, and he's like, don't move. And I'm looking at him and he's frozen and he says, there's like six mule deer right behind you. And I just, I literally just run back down the mountain, like not a care in the world, you know, mm-hmm. and these mule deer are just looking at the ground, eating whatever they can find. And Tim, you know, <laughs> minutes go by and he's like. 30 yards in closing, <laughs> 25 yards in closing. He's like, there's a, there's a six point buck coming right at you. 20 yards in closing. He's like, I think this thing's going to mount you. <laughs> and he's talking wow. to me and I'm trying not to laugh. And, he, and he's like, if this thing mounts you, just take one for the team. <laughs> Don't make any noises. And, <laughs> And these mule deer, they come within like 10 yards of us. No. And way. I'm like, I'm just squatted on the ground. Yeah, not looking at them. Tim's frozen. Zach's across the meadow. And th- they're just coming and they're just eating, eating, eating. And finally, Tim lets, lets out a little calf call. Yeah. And he's just calling. And they look right at us and, you know, kind of getting into our scent line, too, where the wind was blowing. And they just kind of turn around and mosey off the other way, not a care in the world. Jeez. Ten yards. Oh, dude! If we, if I had a, if I had a mule deer tag, I, I could, I could have probably had six mule deer tags and, and <laughs> filled them all out with, with how dumb mule deer
2: are. Uh, Ted, Ted pointed out a spot he killed a mule deer one time, and it was literally like he probably walked like fifteen yards, like into the <laughs> national forest, shot a mule deer, and about, he was, he was dildas <laughs> bag snow yep. factor.
1: So,
2: that's awesome. Yeah, I, I've heard
0: they're stupid, but that's hilarious. Yeah, they I look stupid. I sent, stupid. I sent you that ears. video.
1: Did you watch that video of um, that I took of Zach uh, with I the didn't mule deer? See
0: Zach in it, but maybe I didn't look at it very close.
1: Yeah, it, like he's he's all camoed out, but he's standing behind kind of behind a tree, and then there's a mule deer, probably I don't know, fifteen yards in front of him, and. We were just walking through the woods that first day, and she showed up and was just moseying around and then bedded down right underneath the tree right by us, and we literally walked past her, and she never, never noticed. Dang. Yeah. Uh, we had good wind and stuff, too, though, and we were pretty quiet, but yeah, yeah, she was, she was right there and never noticed us, so
0: how yeah how how can animals be that stupid, but then, like when you're hunting them, they can be so <laughs> smart.
1: I don't know, I it's, don't know,
0: I guess it's just like deer like deer and turkey and duck season, you know, I guess <laughs> duck season is deer season, so that was a stupid thing, but <laughs> uh,
2: that's
0: like the <laughs> <laughs> stupid deer and turkey season always just coming right up and sniffing your toes. It's like, man, what on yeah. earth.
1: but But that's freaking pretty awesome so
0: just an awesome trip
1: yeah it, it was super cool and and just to be there with hud and tim and ted i mean just a special time for me i'll i'll remember it forever so pretty cool
0: what was what would you say like maybe is the highlight of the trip oh
1: man, I don't, it's so hard to like pin down just because there was like so many like times that I learned and, and you know, I wouldn't say figured out how to do stuff because I had Tim right there, like teaching me. So,
0: yeah,
1: you know, that's a blessing. Um, but, but you know, there, there's some, there's some amount of like self teaching with anything that goes on like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so just like the whole trip and just like, Being able to learn and be there with experienced people um, was really cool. And then – but that like single encounter with that big bull that first night is something that I'll probably always remember. It was just so special, so cool. Um, The first time that bull bugled – that was like the first time I'd heard a bugle and like been that close. Mm -hmm. And I I even told Hudson like it was like my body – (laughs) like. it was so weird my my body like knew that was an elk and knew that was food and like my because i was so nervous but i was blind in one eye and my body was like completely locked into the moment it was incredible Uh, you know just super cool
0: that's so awesome i feel like that's what like every hunter is living for is that moment whenever it's like all right it's time you know like you just yeah there's kind of like that calm that can come over you
1: yeah, and, and it was, I think part of it and like part of the memory is like with how tired I was too. Um, because, I mean, we just had a hard week at work where like I didn't sleep. And so you go from already being sleep deprived to doing just extreme like physical labor, you know? Like, yeah. Like, like my body was just, was just worn out. And then in that moment, it like changed everything. Just hearing that those bugles and, and be there. Like it, it was crazy. So I, I just, I thought that was really cool and something that I hadn't re- ever really experienced like that before. So.
0: Gosh, that is
1: awesome. I feel like yeah, that's and, what,
0: what it's like every elk hunter just talks about how like tired they are and all that. But then like when you hear that bugle and start closing the distance.
1: Yeah. That, that last night, um, whenever Tim, Tim and I like we were chasing those bugles and I, you know and i'd been praying about it and i was like you know god if if this isn't what i'm supposed to do then i understand but i really feel like you're going to give me another opportunity and so i just really had that hope and we just like kept pushing farther back farther back you know like miles farther back than we what we thought mm-hmm. and i was just like i am perfectly content with hiking all night long to get this elk out of here if i shoot one. yeah and that was my mindset like, like yeah. which is you know so some people don't understand and but like my my body my brain was just like i, I am perfectly content with with walking 40 miles if i have to to pack this elk out and you know it's just cool to like come to peace with with that and like having a goal and so not all you know even though we didn't come away with an elk uh, I'm super happy with the trip and, you know, I made a, made a lifelong addiction for me, I fear. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. And just time being in creation, time just being with great guys, time just, I don't know, kind of being away and just having that be your sole focus is pretty unmatched.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about, about praying for – because I know we all do it. And sometimes I feel kind of silly, like, you know, I'm sitting in a tree stand. I'm like, God, if you'll just give me like a like a big hundred and seventy inch whitetail come out here, I will never sin again. (laughs) Like, Like I will be I will be. As comparable to Jesus as a human can be. If you give me this, (laughs) like, what do you guys think about that?
2: (laughs) I know he gets a good
0: laugh every time I do that because I'm always doing (laughs) some stupid after. But oh, I oh yeah,
1: we're all we're all guilty of it.
0: I absolutely do pray those prayers, but I feel like the only times they actually happen is when I'm like, all right, God, well, like. I took Kennedy out duck hunting and I literally, I mean, I prayed for 24 hours straight. I was like, God, (laughs) just one, just one duck in the spread, (laughs) please. Just one. I don't care what it is, like any, just any bird just to come in the spread that she can shoot at. Like, please. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it was, it was answered that day. But if I'm praying for me for a huge elk, I think he just laughs. He's like, you're going to be out here even
1: if you don't see one. And you know, it's funny about that. And I think it's pretty cool. And, and it, I think it was one reason, like I ended the night so happy. Um, because like part of my prayer was like for Hudson to be able to experience like that big bull that I experienced. Cause I was so, I, I just thought that was so cool. And like me and HUD had talked about it. And that second night that we went out, I really thought that he was going to be able to do that. and it just didn't happen.
0: Uh
1: huh. And, and it's funny you say that because you know that was part of my prayer. I was like, I was like, God, you know, if if that if it be your will, you know, let Hudson experience that too, and Ted, and 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 get that cool cool thing for the night, and and back after I heard Hudson had had that experience, I was pretty happy because you know those are just things that you don't forget, especially being from Oklahoma. Yeah, you know, we get we get three days to elk hunt.
0: Yeah, it's pretty so, friggin' sweet. Plus, just always the Very conversation sweet. that tags along after that. I don't know. <laughs> me and me and God chatted up in the woods usually, so Mm-mm. no better time, yeah,
1: yeah. Which is probably silly, but but whenever you're desperate, you're desperate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, I know I haven't talked to you in six months. <laughs> I'm here, baby. That's right. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> dear three-pound eight-ounce sweet baby Jesus. Thank you for that, <laughs> Mountain Dew and my smoking hot
1: wife. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. But you, to, Glenn, I think that you'd really, I think that you'd really like um, elk hunting because I it's so physical, it. and um, like I was, I was talking to my dad about it, and and some that I think my little brother Larson would like because he loves to just like go hiking, you know? Yeah. Just, just be out in the woods and like, oh look that pine cone looks different than that pine cone and that rock is bigger than that rock. You know, it's, that's just some people's thing, you know, and that's what elk hunting is, is you walk really slow through miles of mountains and until you hear an elk and then you chase it. And so it's just like, you know, it's just like the outdoorsman's dream. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Pretty, pretty cool. Uh, I, I definitely tag along and just,
0: experience it with you i'll let you uh, arrow the elk but i will film hey. carry out and partake in the delicious
1: dinner following oh yeah elk is phenomenal probably, so probably one of the best best big game meats i have to say yeah
0: and we know you love some big meat i mean big game meat yeah big big
1: <laughs> meat big game sausage
2: that's good that's good
0: well uh <laughs> Do you guys have any other final thoughts on the elk hunt before uh, we wrap it up here?
2: Um, <laughs> Are you just saying about I just will, giggling about summer sausage over there? I will say, uh, <laughs> despite us having uh, encountered, well, us despite Gibson having encounters every ev- every single evening on his first elk hunt. Um, I, from what I've heard, it's usually a little more, uh, harder to find them. Um, so, so, but all that to say, I highly encourage, uh, everybody to, if you're interested at all, try it out. Cause I mean, it's just, it's just a completely different thing. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Put your name in the hat. And if you get drawn, then call us and we'll try and at least set you up to talk with some people who have done some elk hunting and stuff. You know, it's just like, just like anything, like really, what's the worst that comes of it? You spent a week hiking in the Colorado mountains. Sorry. That's pretty sweet.
1: Yeah. And I was watching a video. I think it was like the born and raised guys, maybe. Um, I don't know if you've watched any of their stuff, Glenn. No idea. Yeah. Um, Yes. So they're they're pretty cool. And they, I think that they like tripled up on elk in, I don't know, Wyoming or something. I, I can't remember. But afterwards, it was pretty cool. He was talking about how it's public land. And he's like, he's like, guys, we need to use this. Like, go out, put your tags in. We need to get as many people as we can using this because if not, it'll go away. And that's the truth of it. Like we we need to get people interested in in land and people that care in land and pre- preservation and stuff. Because it's not all about shooting um, shooting animals, you know, whether it be ducks or deer, turkeys or elk or bear or whatever. It, it's about it's about being good stewards of what we have and and making good use of it. So uh, just just use what we have and, and go out and try to do it. Because it, I mean, anybody can do it. You know, it's just learning. You may have some some hard times and figuring out what to do, but you're, you're always learning. You know, you're never getting worse, so.
0: That's good. That's some wise advice, Gibson. I appreciate it. Well, you're welcome, Glenn. Uh,
2: Rare find. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: no, I agree. It's kind of like if you're out there, just try and leave it better than you found it. Pick up some trash, you know, take some cool pictures to share with everyone, but – yeah, if, if we're not using it, then we will likely be losing it. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> Thanks for the <laughs>
0: affirmation. Uh, all right. Well, I'm probably gonna wrap up there. Thanks for uh, talking us through that, Gibson. Sounds like a freaking awesome trip.
1: It was. It was awesome. Th- thank you again to Tim and Ted and everybody who you know worked hard to help help me do that and just. I feel blessed. I'm extremely blessed and thankful that I got to do that. So, Yeah, it's pretty sweet.
0: Maybe sometime I can uh, tag along with you and scare the elk off when they get close.
1: Yep. Well, they, they'd probably smell you before we even walk <laughs> in the woods. It do not matter to... which way the wind's blowing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's
0: Glenn. Yep, there he is. Yep. <laughs> His shower from three months ago is already worn off again. Yeah. So. <laughs> Oh boy! Well, all right. Uh, we'll wrap it up there before just this goes downhill. But um, thank you to everyone who listened. Thank you to Gibson for coming on here and talking a little bit. Glad you and Hudson had a good trip, Hudson. Hopefully, you can catch some more fish on the fly soon because that sucks.
2: Yeah, yeah. My now congru- congru- No, uh,
0: I just got to get better. That's right. I like that approach. All right. True well. That. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Peace out. See
1: you guys. Bye. See ya.